Welcome back to Discover Bright Life, a podcast sharing stories of how to overcome loneliness. This time, we hear from the men, like Eddie. Health got me, but this place has been bigger saviour for me than anything. Ian. It'd have to be something quite special to take the place of what we've got here. And Steve. There's one or two said that this place has saved their life. And, and that's quite a statement, that. Marking International Older Persons Day 2019, we prove that there is life after retirement. Death is inevitable. However, don't wait for death to come. He's going to come anyway. Just enjoy your life and forget he's there. Championed by AUK Cheshire, supported by Bright Life Cheshire, we visit the Men and Sheds Project in Hartford and Winsford. We've got chaps here who have spent 50 years as cabinet makers, model railway enthusiasts. You've got former police officers. We believe it's time to celebrate the older generations, not ignore them. At a point, I just turned around and realised that all these guys are, are not people I work with necessarily they're they're my friends and we believe in challenging loneliness because sometimes the best medicine is a good laugh in friendly company today we meet Ian who's been coming to the shed for eight years I have my uh, idiosyncrasies (laughs) my wife says I'm a bit of a control freak (laughs) No, I, I like, when I do things, I like to get them right. I've been in engineering all my life, so my wife always says, if they want anything fixing, she doesn't even have to ask. Jewellery, anything, she leaves it on the kitchen table and she knows I'll look at it, think it's bust, I'll fix it if I can. It's the same when the kids were small. Toys got broke, didn't have to ask me. See, coming useful. But <laughs> it was a bit of a loose end when I retired and I needed something to fill my time up I do other things, I've got hobbies I make model radio control boats I like gardening uh, but there was something else where you could meet other guys Basically staying at home and just talking to the wife all day didn't brush my buttons really, you know, so I, I, I like to get out and meet other guys because, yeah, it's, it's the banter at the shed is um, basically just like it was at work. I mean, I come two days a week, and uh, the other three days, I do my own thing. Usually go to the gym three day, three times a week. First thing in the morning, half past six, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but it keeps me going for an old, <laughs> for an old guy. <laughs> an engineer by trade, Ian was married at 21, and emigrated a year later to live in South Africa. Worked on a company on the coast, General Motors, 
and works in the design office there and uh, we had both our sons were born out there but after the second one my wife got postnatal depression but we're not having any family out there we um, decided to come back then worked in, in the engineering the drawing office design offices all the time until I retired final nine, nine years I worked for um, British Aerospace and Land Systems in Telford military vehicles tanks that's armoured cars that sort of thing but if you But being away from work, at first, was something Ian had to get used to. To be quite honest, I didn't really want to retire. I suppose if I was honest, I was scared of retiring. I didn't think we could uh, manage. But my wife taught me into it. Uh, eventually, the company were looking for younger, younger blood. So they offered me... Um, redundancy and uh, I've never looked back usually this is, these are the things we take to the sales <coughs> you know when we have our oh I, I know see that there that's a boot jack right you know what that's for yeah I've made loads of those and it's ideal for elderly people being they don't want to bend down they can just put the foot on it and get the wellies off and it's and it's that is made out of scrap ends of decking all eco-friendly eco scrap I can understand why people say when they retire they can't find they can't understand why how they found the time to go to work but now in winter time, I can lie in bed and hear the car starting up outside and think, poor sod. <laughs> going to work and I, it's raining or snowing and I can just stay in bed, turn over. Unless I'm going to the gym, of course, that day and then, uh, then I'm up at half six. <laughs> Idiot, but I'm, I was used to getting up at six anyway, so it's no skin off my nose, really. <laughs> I'm um, uh, basically a worrier. I worry about the slightest little thing. You know, I mean, 90% of the time, what you worry about doesn't never happens. But you can't, it's just something that's inbuilt. That's what I've had some treatment. Cognitive therapy. And that has helped a lot. I mean, I've, I'm a lot better now. I get, I didn't, I had a problem sleeping. Now I'm okay. I, I sleep quite well. Uh, and my wife said to me the only the other day, she said, I've noticed since you've been sleeping better, you're not quite as snappy. Ian's not alone. Many people who attend Men in Sheds say they felt anxious too. But by coming to the project regularly, research says it can help reduce anxiety by 75%. People have been talking about the anxiety and stress and, and how they've been feeling low. Basically, sort of mental 
problems and people have been talking about it more recently and I think it's a good thing because you feel you know at some stage you think God, I'm the only one that feels like this and you're not you know there's more people that feel like this and you'll ever know you know it's, it's just that people are talking about it more and uh, it's a good thing I think it's a good thing because it gets it out in the open and it's not quite as it's not like quite the pariah that it used to be I mean if someone said years ago they they weren't feeling good mentally you know then they were they were weird but nowadays it's yeah it's it's more open and it and, and that has definitely got to be a good thing We've heard on this podcast from doctors and social prescribers tell us of some of the physical symptoms of being lonely and it's something many people struggle to diagnose or simply put their finger on when the social side of work disappears from our daily routine. When I retired, it it was a sense of isolation, basically. My wife still had her friend. She went wherever she wanted to go and then I was at home. It was, you felt lonely because you didn't have the contact. And I think um, you can be, you can be in the centre of London, you could be in the centre of Manchester and be the loneliest person on the planet. So having a lot of people around you doesn't mean to say that you're not lonely. When it comes to defining exactly how much the project means to Ian, he says it's hard to put into words. It's a big deal now. Uh, that would be quite serious as far as I'm concerned. But um, there again, that's life. I'd have to move on. I'd, I'd find something else to do, but it wouldn't be the same. You know, because say eight years out of your life, you know, mixing with the same, same guys, meeting new guys. You know, it's, uh, it'd have to be something quite special to take the place of what we've got here. Community and connection is at the very heart of the boys' second family. There has been sad times. One particular guy who's passed now. I remember the day he came in and he came up to me and said, I've been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And uh, I didn't, I honestly didn't know what to say. And um, it must have been quite aggressive because in 12 months he went right down. He, eventually they took his driving license off, he couldn't come. His wife used to bring him. Um, what really upset me was I think his trade was in wood, carpenter, that sort of thing. And he used to make some beautiful things. And one of the, somebody asked, for a bat box to be made and he said I'll make it well when he finished it I mean I looked at it and I thought well they can't give that to him a kid of five could have done better you know so I said I said to the coordinator don't worry I'll I'll make one and uh, we just left it at that he's eventually passed away recently there was another guy he'd not been coming very long and he um he came in it's not that long ago now it's this year earlier on this year and he said um, 
they've told me I've got cancer of the esophagus and after a month or so he, he couldn't swallow he was a nice old guy you know he was really they get on, got on with him nice go so this there's a few that that's happened to um, but there again at our age you expect people to start things start going wrong or dropping off the perch you know I mean it's just a fact of life isn't it you know and and, you, and when you get older like this and it's something that you have to accept you know more funerals than weddings or christenings When Ian steps back and reflects on his family and working life, these days he admits he feels proud. Two great sons. What more can you want? I mean, achievement-wise, I think we did all right with the kids. So, you know, they've got the grandsons. I've achieved quite a lot, my wife and myself. Now, it's just enjoy yourself, do a bit of skiing, that's spending the kids' inheritance, by the way. And, and just enjoying yourself. And when he's not gardening, skiing or in the sheds, Ian loves the gym. He explains why. I mean, I'm not trying to build a six-pack or a muscle build. I'm just trying to keep what I've got in reasonable nick so that, so that I can carry on. I mean, basically... Uh, a lot of elderly people that just sit and watch the telly and they just vegetate. I mean, that's that's the thin edge of the wedge. But I mean, I mean, be, going to the gym three times a week is no guarantee you're going to live a long life. But it helps. My mum was 89 when she died. My grandfather was 96. My grandmother was 86. But my dad was 64. You know, so hopefully I've got my uh, my mother's genes. But there again, I don't want to live till 100 or 90-odd if I'm going to be gaga. I'd rather... I'd rather go before then. You know, it's not... Uh, it's not necessarily... I mean, if you wouldn't know much about it yourself, but it's the hassle you would put your family through. You know, so... Um, that's another subject. been listening to Discover Bright Life, a series created by me, Claire Freeman, from a small furry bear productions on behalf of Bright Life Cheshire. For more about the sheds and other projects supported by Bright Life, visit brightlifecheshire.org.uk.